The most useful dimension of the Enneagram begins when we move beyond the typology and develop an awareness of how we interact with others and carry ourselves in the world. Aphoria wants to invite coaches, therapists, and organizational development practitioners in applying the Enneagram in areas of inclusivity, leadership, and team dynamics. Visit aphoriapartners.com for more information on deepening your knowledge and practice of the Enneagram. That's aphoriapartners.com or click the link in the show notes. And welcome back to the IA Podcast. This is Abram. We also have Creek, Lindsay, and Lee, and special guest, Chelsea Forbrook. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. So, Chelsea, you're joining us at the um, IEA Global Conference in San Francisco in July of 2023. For our listeners, it may be a different time, mm. but we understand this is your first IEA Global Conference. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. And you're presenting today. I am. Yeah. I am presenting today with Milton Stewart. Mm -hmm. And our topic is on igniting passion to undo racism. And we are doing an Enneagram study on whiteness and white culture mm -hmm. and how we can take all of the tools that we have already learned from the Enneagram and apply that to our activism and our learning about our cultural bias, especially for white folks. Mm -hmm. But it will um, it will be applicable to people of any race or culture because, at least here in the U.S., we no matter who you are, you've been steeped in white culture since that's the dominant culture. And so we'll just be picking that apart. What does that really mean? And um, applying the really like the foundational values of the Enneagram to that. So things like compassion, curiosity, open-mindedness, remembering that it's not personal, just mm. like everyone is born with an Enneagram type and that doesn't make you good or bad and there's no type better or worse than another. I think especially as white folks, we need to hear that about our whiteness that, you know, you're born white and that doesn't make you bad. Feeling guilty about it doesn't help people of yeah, color. Yeah. It does right. not help. It keeps us stuck and it yep. paralyzes us from doing the work. Absolutely. And so we're depersonalizing it today and doing it in a fun and compassionate way. That's, That's so important. Can you, can you say, um, you said steeped in whiteness. Can you say a little bit more about that? Just yes. some, some examples. Yes. So so there, um, there are things in our broader culture that for those of us who are born white and raised in white families, there are things that are kind of just taken for granted. So things like our relationship to time, for example, like mm -hmm. that you need to be early to be on time. Mm -hmm. And that reflects on your character. Right. If you're late there's something wrong with you. You're right. you're disrespectful or you're lazy. But other cultures don't have that same value. It's more, you know, relational centric mm -hmm. that like if we're spending time together, that's great. But um so but so we're very very hyper focused on time, hyper focused on productivity, that our value is you know tied to what we can produce, what we're doing, which, you know, in the Enneagram community we might think oh like oh that sounds like threeness but it's actually whiteness like mm. threes in other cultures um, may be doing some of that but not in the same way as they are if they're steeped in the culture of um, of whiteness like here in this version of what we got in the US and it's not just in the US either it's been like exported around the world at this point yeah mm -hmm. yeah it has mm -hmm. 
Um, what is your personal story with anti-racism work, DEI work? How did you get into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. So I was raised in a very white Midwestern town and really didn't know any people of color until I went to college. And then I did an urban ministry study in San Bernardino, California, and was suddenly plopped down in a community where I was the only white person. Mm. And it just turned my world upside down because they taught me about systems of oppression and not just individual merit. And so I learned things about the immigration system and the education system and the banking system and on and on, all these things that are um, automatically advantaging me and putting barriers in place for other people. And so I, as an Enneagram type one, just instantly got super pissed off. Mm. was like, this is not right. It needs to be fixed. I went back to school. I changed my degree to social work. (laughs) And I was like, ah. And then so then I went about it as a very unhealthy one, white savior mode, Mm. and was like, Mm. I am right. Now I know that there's injustice. I will fix it. Just like powering through, scaring the heck out of people. Um, So many people have later told me like, wow, when I met you, you were super intimidating. Like, cause there was a right and a wrong and a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. And if you did not see things the way mm-hmm. that I saw it, get out of here. Dead like to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, but I was really passionate about it. And of course, like my heart was in the right place and I really mm-hmm. cared. Um, and, um, and so I kind of went down that track for a while and did lots of anti-racism training and facilitator training and then went to grad school in leadership towards racial justice. And my whole life trajectory was going in that direction. And then personally, my life fell apart, which brought me to spiritual direction and the Enneagram. Yeah. And so kind of took a really hard left and then changed what what I was doing with my career because I became a spiritual director. I became an Enneagram teacher. And there was something in me that was grieving having left behind the activism work and wondering, like, how do I bring these two things together? And can I? Like, is there a space for that? And one of my mentors, Jenny Campbell, who's also here at the conference, she told me, not only can you bring those two things together, but you must. You must. And you're equipped for it. And so after doing, you know, maybe six to seven years of inner work and healing and trauma therapy and 12-step work, et cetera, um, I was ready to go back into activist spaces from a completely different place where I wasn't scaring people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's important if you mm-hmm. want people to come along, yes. right? Don't yes. scare them away. <laughs> exactly. Right. Thank you so much for just sharing that that journey with us. I resonate with a lot of it. I know mm. a lot of people will. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Any type of inner work requires a confrontation of versions of ourselves that may be uncomfortable or scary. Sarah Jane Case invites you into a poetic exploration of who you thought you had to be through her new book, The Enneagram Letters. You can find this creative approach to your personal development anywhere you buy books online or using the link in the show notes. So how, how practically, when, when you use the Enneagram, 
how are you using it to help people feel welcomed to come into that space? And I think the majority of people here would be like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be racist. I I want to welcome anyone that comes across my way, but there's obviously so many different ways that we can think we're doing the right thing, but not. So like, how do you use the Enneagram to help people, help inform people how to do that better? Yes. Well, one thing, a tool that I have discovered that's really helpful and has a similar framework to the Enneagram is called the IDI. It's the Intercultural Development Inventory. And just like how in the Enneagram there's a spectrum of levels of health or like high energy or low energy or however you want to say it, in the Intercultural Development Inventory, it's also a spectrum. So there's not like you're not getting graded on like if you're good at intercultural work or bad, it's just seeing where you're at and seeing like, oh, what's good about the stage that I'm in and where's the room for growth? And so I actually brought that tool into um, the board of the Minnesota IEA chapter and we all went through that assessment together and did some coaching, brought in some outside coaches on that, um, and then developed an action plan going forward. So for like, how does our Minnesota chapter bring these, these values into the work we're doing in a practical, actionable way? And a lot of that is centering marginalized voices and making sure that, you know, we're not just inviting all white folks or um, all men presenters or, you know, whatever it is that, that we're, we're getting a spectrum of all the different types of diversity that there are. What's been the most common hurdle that you've encountered in your work? Hmm. There's something about looking at whiteness that's very, that feels very intimidating And so there's a lot of denial around it because people want to just jump to the reframe of like, oh, but we're all human beings and we're all the same. And like, it's just your Enneagram type that matters, but, but not considering that our Enneagram type is just one of our, you know, social locations and identifiers. There's, there's so many other things that make up who we are, you know, on based on our experience and our location in society and and that those other layers of um, experience really are real. <laughs> and so a lot of uh, folks I have witnessed in the Enneagram community at large will do this spiritual bypass thing yeah. of like, well, I just – I just want to love everybody because we're all the same. And isn't that all that matters? And and yes, that's not <laughs> wrong. Yeah. That's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And we need to believe people when they're talking about their experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like when someone doesn't you know, believe me when I'm talking about how oppressive my inner critic can be, and they're like, just get over it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yeah. Like, no, I can't just get over it. It feels like I'm going to die. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I, I will yeah. die. Like I just and and so to not be believed um in mm. in what is my reality as as a type, but also for you know, for people in of other cultures or or races, or if we're talking about gender and lots of, you know, different ways of talking about diversity, like just listen and believe people. 
mm-hmm. and get out of the expert chair. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's just a lot of resistance. And that's part of white culture too, um, mm-hmm. is like, I'm supposed to be competent. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a white person, there's so much value on like, okay, I need to know everything and so much pressure and perfectionism and to just be okay with not knowing and just listening and learning Mm. is, is a hurdle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You named it. It's really beautiful. Um, where I heard, I forget where I heard it from, but you are putting on with a few other (gasps) folks, something coming up, right? Is it big? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's the big Enneagram retreat. Mm. Big is an acronym. And so I'll be. Can we, can we guess what the acronym Ooh, is? Please. Yes, okay. yes, yes. What's the B? Um. Being integrated gladly. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But no. Next wins. <laughs> Best igloo. Giggity giggity. Giggity. I don't know. That's a Norwegian band, isn't it? It is. Igloo. Oh, I've heard of them. (laughs) Anybody else? Best uh, indigo gossip. Oh, Oh. I love that band. Mm. That's it. That's That's it. it. It's in spring of 2024. Okay. (laughs) I have have no certain idea. Okay. Uh, Integrate, something integrate. Yeah. Well, that word is in there. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> I so, assume it's the I, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, I'm facilitating this retreat in May of 2024. It will be in Minnesota, just right outside of Minneapolis, mm. with Milton Stewart, Jessica D. Dixon, and Ben Campbell. And so, the B stands for body. So it would be lots of body-based practices, Mm -hmm. so based in the body. And then the I is integrated in nature. Mm. Ben Campbell is super, like, that's his thing of really, like, wilding the Enneagram and getting us out to learn from nature. And and then the G is grounded in practice. So it won't be a lot of, like, teaching the basics of the Enneagram. It's an inner work retreat. It's for people who already know the Enneagram to get in their bodies, get into nature, do some forest bathing, mm-hmm. and learn some new practices. Mm-hmm. In, awesome. in community. In community with yeah. support, yeah, with the vulnerability that, that comes with that, yeah. And we knew Jessica was going to be there. We should have known that B was for body. Yes. We just yeah. should have known that. <laughs> right. Yes, That's being awesome. was close, though. That's being. related okay. to body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where can people find out about this conference and and the work that you're doing yes probably the best place would be on instagram so i'm chelsea dash forbrook or underscore forbrook Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so i post all of my upcoming things on there and there's of course like a link tree thing in the in my bio Mm -hmm. where all my stuff can be found um or on my website chelseaforbrook.com and i've got a lot of other courses coming up too, starting in in the fall and I like to do like long long term courses mm-hmm. so where people are signing up with it's a pretty big commitment like nine or ten months wow. and meeting 
every week. Mm-hmm. And we really we really do the inner work and it's in it's in community and there's lots of learning from each other and good discussion and yeah. really fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And final question. What would be your plea to the Enneagram community? Hmm. Um, the one thing that we really need to focus on um, in order to unite and ignite. Hmm. Yeah. For me, it's something around remembering to always be holding essence at the center of everything that we're doing. Remembering that type is not who we are and it's also not the enemy. Like we don't, we also don't need to destroy it, get rid of it, but, but that it's not, it's not the whole picture that just, so was the essence of just like remembering the inherent goodness Mm -hmm. of every person and every type and, and that, you know, it's, um, the other thing I think about as a spiritual director is that, the Enneagram just gets right to the heart of things. Like what is separating me from my best self? What is separating me from connecting with other people? What is separating me from connecting with my higher power or source or the divine, right? And and the Enneagram has answers for that. And so to not get distracted, my plea would be let's not get distracted and stereotypes of putting people in boxes and memes and you know justifying bad behavior and like let's stick with the spiritual essence of this teaching and um, remember that it is sacred awesome thank you so much thank you Mm -hmm.